and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one radiant page of Talmud every day. You know, when you read a Talmud, sometimes you're elated, sometimes you're provoked, and sometimes you're just completely baffled, which is what happened to me when I read a segment in today's Duff, Megillah 18. Have a listen. The Gemara comments, these 19 blessings in the Amidah prayer are a fixed number. And beyond this, it is prohibited for one to declare the praises of the Holy One, blessed be He, by adding additional blessings to the Amidah. As Rabbi Al-Azhar said, what is the meaning of that which is written, who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can declare all His praise? It means, for whom is it fitting to utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Only for one who could declare all His praise. And since no one is capable of declaring all of God's praises, we must suffice with a set formula established by the sages. Now, I have to admit, this kind of struck me as a little bit odd. I I wondered why a person who believed in God and wanted to offer prayer was limited to these 19 blessings that were fixed for us. So when encountering such a theological conundrum, I knew exactly who to call. My friend, my teacher, and yours, the inimitable. Rabbi David Bashevkin, how are you, my friend? What an absolute pleasure, Liel, and what a moving passage of Talmud to have the opportunity to discuss with you today. And it's such an obvious and glaring question. Why shouldn't we be able to freestyle a little bit when we pray? Why can't we just kind of use our own language uh, and add on to it in our descriptions of God and our description of the way we connect? Especially when it comes to blessings, it strikes me that, you know, the more the merrier, no? The more the merrier, a little a little freestyle poetry, like why not? Like why can't you add on to it even more? All right, like Ali G calling the former Secretary General of the UN, Boutrous, Boutrous, Boutrous Raleigh. What a moving example to illuminate this passage of Talmud. Uh, certainly Ali G uh, would appreciate that. We, we need to bring him on here one time. I think that this really gets to a fundamental component of what prayer is supposed to be doing, but it requires one very important disclaimer. Number one, people should know that there are places in the prayer where we are prompted to add in our own thoughts. There is a reason why we have a fixed text to our Amidah, the silent Shimona Esrei, that silent prayer that we say every day during davening. And the reason is, is because the text of our prayers really serves two purposes. And it is a beautiful idea that is shared by the Baal Shem Tov in his thematic analysis of what prayer is all about, which is really couched in the story of Noah and the flood. The Baal Shem Tov looked at the entire story, the great biblical story of God bringing a flood to earth, and Noah has to retreat into that ark. And the Baal Shem Tov points out, the great Hasidic founder of all sweet ideas, that this is what we do every time we pray. The whole world is overcome with these waves of crisis and emotion, and we retreat into our ark, in Hebrew known as the teva, meaning a word. We retreat into the words of prayer. Now, how do we find illumination when the world is overcome and emerged in a flood? How do we find comfort, solace, and meaning when we retreat into our teva, into our ark, 
like Noah. And in that story, there are two ways in which the rabbis say that they brought light into Noah's ark. One rabbi says that they brought light into the ark through a window, that he was able to look outside and the light shining through into the ark is what brought Noah light inside of that ark. The other approach says it wasn't a window, it was a self-generating gem that generated its own light. And there is a difference in these two approaches. When we look at prayer as a window, we take every single word and we use it as a window to pour in all of our own thoughts, all of our own ideas into the words of prayer. Whatever is going on in our lives, whatever feelings and additional praises that we may feel in our hearts, we find in each word a window to think and ruminate and extrapolate those very ideas that we harbor in our hearts and find them inside of the words. That is using the words of prayer as a window. But we've all had moments in our lives where we're not feeling a lot outside. We're not feeling any great emotional or spiritual connection. We may not feel like we are in a moment of crisis. And it's in moments like that that most of us don't want to pray at all. We don't really feel any sense of blessing. And it's in moments like that that we approach each teva, the Hebrew word for word, and also the Hebrew word for ark, as if it is a self-generating light. And we use the very words of prayer to cultivate those feelings and that sense of spirituality in our own lives. The reason why we do not play around with the fixed text of prayer is because not every day can we use prayer as just a window. Sometimes we need to use the very text as a self-generating stone that cultivates the light in us. And if every single day we had to freestyle, then it would make it seem that we are capping off what the emotional heights that we can reach through prayer and ignoring the capacity of the words itself to cultivate feelings and spirituality within us. And I believe that whatever somebody feels, whatever feelings of appreciation and blessing they have within them, there's always a way to use the teva the words of prayer to cultivate and feel that comfort and solace in that arc of prayer that we're able to enter every day of our lives. So, so beautiful. Rabbi David Bashevkin, thank you as ever for being our guest. My absolute pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sara Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia, with help from Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. 